Hello and welcome to HCI's Regulation, Quality and Safety of Care podcast. My name is Rosemary Pollard and I am the Marketing Executive at HCI. Today I'm joined by Roisin Rowan, Senior Quality and Safety Specialist at HCI. In our podcast today, we will be discussing the Joint Commission International JCI Accreditation Standards for Hospitals 7th edition. This is the most recent edition of the standards, which came into effect on the 1st of January 2021. Roisin, can you start by telling us the background to the JCI standards for hospitals and their main objective? Hi, Rosemary. Yeah. So JCI, they're the world's largest healthcare accreditor. JCI's gold seal of approval, it's widely recognised benchmark representing the most comprehensive evaluation process in the healthcare industry. So the mission of the JCI, or Joint Commission International, is to improve the safety and quality of care in the international community through the provision of education, publications, consultation and evaluation services. JCI standards for the seventh edition for the acute care services are broken into three. So we have our patient safety standards, then we have our healthcare organised management standards, and then we also have our academic medical centre hospital standards. So we have to remember that the standards that they apply to the whole organisation as well as to each department unit or service within the organisation. So JCI, they gather information and experience related to the standards on an ongoing basis. So if a standard no longer reflects contemporary healthcare practice or quality management practices and so on, JCI will revise the standard or they will remove it. Uh, at the moment, JCI currently revise and update their policies on average every three to four years. OK, thanks, Roisin. So as we mentioned at the start, JCI have published a new edition of the standards in early 2021. Could you tell us what are the key changes within the standards? Rosemary, so there are many changes to the Joint Commission International Accreditation Standards for Hospitals in the seventh edition. So again, we recommend everyone to complete a strong, thorough review of the standards. There's 19 new standards in the seventh edition and a total of 133 measurable elements. And so that's a lot of change for everyone to implement. I'm just going to focus on some of the key changes, but just to be aware, the top three standards where there is the most change we is the care, the patient, the facilities management and safety chapter and prevention and control of infection. If we want to just look at some of the key changes, focusing on our international patient safety goals, there was two new standards. So the first standard is a standalone standard for the management of our sound alike and look alike medication. So that is IPSG 3.1. And then we have a new standard, IPSG 5.1, which, which introduces a new requirement for the use of evidence-based interventions to reduce the risk of hospital-associated infections. Looking at care of the patient, so again, there was four new standards implemented to care of the patient. It looks at a new standard on the management of our clinical alarms. It looks at the management of patients at the risk of suicide or self-harm. And then two new standards, which looks at the management of lasers. So we'll have to implement a laser safety programme within the hospital. Looking at medication management and use. So there is one new standard in medication management and use, which there is now a requirement for the hospital to have a process for completing medication reconciliation on the current 
list of medications taken by the patient at home against all new prescribed or dispensed medication. Again, PCI-7, there's three new standards in PCI-7. So we have our first standard, which looks at implementing professional guidelines to address environmental cleaning. PCI 7.1 looks at using professional guidelines to assess and manage the cleaning and disinfection of laundry, linen and scrubs provided by the hospital. Then we have PCI 8.1, which is also a new standard and there is now a requirement as there always was, but a new standard to look at the, to protect patients and staff from bloodborne pathogen exposure. In facility management and safety chapter, there has been a lot of change in this chapter. So there's five new standards in the facility management and safety chapter and 32 new measurable elements. So a big change from the sixth edition to the seventh edition that there is now a requirement to have a written facility and safety management program for eight areas instead of seven. So again, this will look at safety as one, security, hazardous materials and waste, fire safety, medical equipment, utility systems, emergency management and construction and renovation. FMS3 is a new standard and this is a new requirement for hospitals to have an annual comprehensive facility-wide risk assessment, which focuses on those key eight areas described in the FMS chapter. So again, Rosemary, there is a lot of reading for everyone to do on the seventh edition standards, but that's just a brief high level overview of the, the changes. Okay, thanks, Roisin. There's definitely a lot of changes to consider there. And as you say, it will be worth doing a thorough review. Um, just in terms of telehealth, then we have seen its popularity grow over the last year. Has there been any changes in the seventh edition to reflect this? Uh, telehealth uh, is covered under the management of information chapter. So again, we look at standard MOI 11, information technology in healthcare. There hasn't been too much change in the seventh edition, but we just have to be more aware that we are compliant with MOI 11. This focuses on and make sure that hospital leadership, that you have identified a qualified individual to oversee the hospital's health information technology systems and processes. Make sure that the hospital's information technology system is managed effectively and in a comprehensive and coordinated manner. And we must be cognizant, and I think everyone is more than ever, uh, looking at standard MOI 13. So this standard looks at the hospital developing, maintaining and testing a program for response to planned and unplanned downtime of our data systems. And I think this uh, this standard ha was tested more than ever this year. Yes, it absolutely was. So can you tell us from your experience with HCI's JCI clients who have gone through the reaccreditation process over the last year, what are the key changes within the JCI survey process? And what we have seen over the last two years is a lot of virtual and hybrid surveys. Virtual survey is where the organisation has a camera and we're going around the organisation and the surveyor will say, can we can we go to a certain part of the hospital department? And you're showing them, guiding them through the, the hospital, uh, just like a virtual video, video call. Um, but we have to remember that the camera does not lie and it will show just as much as what a surveyor will see on site. 
there is some hybrid surveys as well. So that is where a surveyor may be on site in the organisation and another surveyor is completing the survey virtually. Just with these virtual and hybrid surveys, you have to upload all the required documentation two weeks in advance of the survey. So they, they are some of the key changes what we've seen over the last two years since, um, since the start of the pandemic. And Okay. And then do you, Roisin, have any tips or guidance for JCI hospitals in preparing for a virtual or hybrid survey? Rosemary, yeah, sure. Um, I think for each hospital, they should complete a gap analysis or complete audits and tracers well in advance, up to a year, 18 months in advance of the survey and continuous tracers on a weekly, monthly basis in all departments so they can identify where their gaps are, then they can implement action plans to address these findings and to make sure that they are compliant with the JCI standards. Again, we all always suggest that you break your teams into the chapters and that you have dedicated people who are managing, looking after those chapters. Don't want to have responsibility on one person per chapter. It should be a team approach in addressing the standards to make sure that we are compliant. Try to get um, involvement from individuals across the hospital who have specific interests in those areas. So if it likes of your AOP, your assessment of patient policy, you might have someone from radiology or the lab included as part of that team. Just um, just for the tracking and actioning, actioning of QIPs, we recommend maybe a log that you or somewhere your your information management system that those actions that have been identified throughout the tracers and throughout the gap analysis that they have been actions and closed off and they are being monitored by a team. We'd recommend a monthly or bi-weekly meeting of a JCI steering group or JCI steering committee group where all the chapter leads would meet and there would be an individual responsible in monitoring the progress of each of those chapters. Uh, the virtual surveys, they have been new for everyone and a problem area that was identified was poor Wi-Fi in certain areas of the hospitals. So complete your mock tracers across all areas of the hospital. Bring your equipment, bring your cameras, your microphones, test the equipment and test your Wi-Fi in all areas of the hospital. Because again, what we might have seen over the last two years is where JCI surveyor might have asked us to go to every corner of the hospital and there wasn't Wi-Fi that was good enough and we, they could not see those areas of the hospital. So again, you want to prepare for those uh, for the events in advance. Okay, thanks, Roisin. Some great practical advice there for people to be cognizant of. Um, just from your experience then in HCI, how much time does it take to prepare a hospital for JCI accreditation? Yeah, so I think um, each organisation is different. However, on average for organisations preparing for a first time accreditation, we recommend that a minimum of 18 months preparation time is required. JCI, they require to submit your application at a minimum six months prior to the hospital's requested survey dates. You have to remember when you're submitting your application in advance, you will be able, you the hospital will have to demonstrate a six month track record of compliance with the standards at the, the time of the on-site survey. So for example, in preparing for an initial survey, an organisation, if they implement a new policy, 
for example, on patient and family rights. The surveyors will look for a six month track record of implementation. They will expect to find that over the past six months, every patient was provided with information pertaining to their rights and responsibilities. And when interviewing staff, they will expect a consistent response regarding how long this policy and procedure was in effect. For our clients who are JCI accredited, uh, they will know that it never stops. Then once you're accredited after that, it's a continuous process. And finally, Roisin, from those who have successfully achieved JCI accreditation, what are the main benefits that it has brought to their hospital? So I think uh, the accreditation journey, because it is a journey, it definitely has created a culture of safety and quality within the organisations as the organisation is striving to improve patient care processes within the hospital. It allows hospitals to benchmark themselves internationally against other JCI accredited hospitals. It allows the hospital to demonstrate to other stakeholders, so patients, family members, staff, that there is a commitment to continuous improvement in the hospital. What I love about the JCI standards, they focus on patient care and they focus on providing a safe, high quality care to its service users. They ensure that there's a safe environment that reduces the risk for patients and caregivers. They stimulate and demonstrate continuous sustained improvement. And again, what we see um, in, in a lot of hospitals, again, brings a lot of staff together because it's a hospital-wide project uh, that has to be introduced. So it brings collaboration amongst the teams. And again, they improve outcomes and patients' experience and they enhance efficiency uh, throughout the organisation. Okay, well, thanks, Roisin, for that insight into the seventh edition of the JCI Standards for Hospitals. It has been really interesting to hear about the new hybrid survey model and to get your tips on preparing for a survey. If anyone would like any further information on the JCI Standards or the support HCI offers clients in preparing for a survey, please do get in touch. Thanks for listening.